Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Don't forget to like, comment, and follow our sponsor, Scribed. Unlimited audio and ebooks for $8.99 a month. Use the link in the show notes to sign up. Scribed. Unlimited audio and ebooks for $8.99 a month. Hi, this is Stephanie. Thank you again um, for joining in for another episode of Love Your Life Podcast. Today, I have a really great guest on our show named Kyle Shellhammer. He is the owner of Rock City Beverage Company. And today, we're going to talk a little bit more about spirituality and particularly his experience when it came to spirituality. So thank you again, Kyle, for coming onto the show. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit more about your business and how you started this business. So I've had the desire to open my own business, gosh, for as long as I can remember, since I was probably 14 or 15 years old. Awesome. Uh, you know, at which time I played in the band and handled the money and set up shows and stuff like that. So I, I was that guy in the band as well as a performer. Um, and it just kind of, I, I loved it. So from there, you know, we, we sold t-shirts and stuff like that. And it kind of grew into, I went to college and didn't know what I wanted to go to school for. And I ended up working at a liquor store and fell in love with the kind of beer side of the industry. Kind of started studying beer and all that. And then I moved to Chicago to do pretty much the same job, except I was responsible for ordering the beer for a store that sold a lot much more product. And that really enticed me for what, three years I was there, almost three years I was there to kind of hone in on what I want to do with my life. And that, that was plan a business and let's start a business because, you know, the two jobs I've had in the liquor industry, I think I could outdo them. And that's not to say any, anything less about my bosses or former bosses. You know, it's like, I could do this. Oh yeah. You can bring a better product to the industry, right? Right. And I like doing this. So why not, you know, go kind of go for it. And so from there, um, I moved to Detroit and got involved with the, Retail incubators here, Tech Town, Build Institute, uh, for entrepreneurs looking. They're, they're great courses. They're great connections for people looking to get involved in the community. They're great networking events, um, stuff like that. And obviously they, they push you to get into open. Unfortunately, I, you know, I'm not comfortable with my plan or wasn't comfortable with my plan until, or until recently, uh, where I thought I was ready to really launch the branding and kind of rename Rock City Beverage for what it was. I feel like Rock City Beverage could be kind of so much more. So that's going to remain kind of the parent company to the brick and mortar I'm looking to launch. So what do you see yourself expanding? And I know definitely I went through Build Institute too. So my business plan from um, originally Build Institute and also my business name has definitely changed over the course of years. And I think that's the thing is as a business owner, until you actually get that storefront, it's always evolving and you always revamping your your program. So what is the next um, thing that you're looking to do outside you said rock city beverage company is going to be the umbrella so what's the next thing that you're looking to kind of do with your company so i've got a name and a and a brand or a logo that i think i could work with the branding and it, you know it kind of suits the concept um and the concept is gastronomy beverage company and it's a retail concept where i'm selling all sorts of beverages so not just a liquor store or a beer store or a bottle shop well, this is almost more closer to a box store because the number of products that are out there and available that we just don't have here in the city. So it'll be a brick and mortar, enormous 
kind of hybrid retail store, I guess. I'd like to have on-premise consumption as well as off-premise. Uh, for those who don't know, that would allow me to, um, you know, have a cafe inside the coffee portion of my shop, similar to, you know, a Kroger having a Starbucks inside it. Um, this would allow me to have a bar inside the wine section or the beer liquor section. So you can taste products before, you know, there, like I said, there's a lot of them out there. So who wants to commit to a $25 bottle in our current economic uh, status when they don't know what they're getting? So the whole point of the concept is to bring a better quality and a higher understanding of here. We have all this stuff just available in Michigan, let alone the rest of the world. So, uh, you know, just having that education about it and being able to bring that to customers. And nowadays, if you walk around the climate in Detroit, alcohol stores or liquor stores or convenience stores, you know, that's probably the most common ways people shop and get their drinks. Mm -hmm. I would say customer service just in there. And a lot of the stores in Detroit have bulletproof glass. You know, I'd like, like to get away from that. I don't feel I've been in Detroit for three, three years now. And yes, they're unsafe areas, but you know, when you kind of condone the culture and bring bulletproof glass, you're inviting that culture right back into your, your front door. I feel like I kind of get away from that and give people a social space where they can come and drink and have, you know, a coffee or a tea alongside somebody having a glass of wine, just, you know, similar to more European style cafes or something. Oh, I like that experience. That sounds awesome. And you're looking at getting um, beverages from not just the local area, but all around, I'm guessing. Well, I want to focus on the local area, but there is, there is a bigger plan to the concept. So I don't, I don't want to bore everybody with all the specific details right now, but, but follow me on Facebook if you're interested for that. But uh, no, I'd, I'd like to have beverages from all over, but with a local focus. So, right. I mean, there there are brewers and winemakers and distillers and people that package tea and coffee roasters. There's enough of them locally that you could house pretty much any store in Detroit. Gotcha. So tell me a little bit more. Um, and what we were talking about prior to um having you on the show was your spiritual experience. Can you dive a little sure. bit deeper into what um what was that big changing point or that one incident that kind of happened in your life that kind of changed everything when it came to your spirituality? Sure. Well, like, uh, uh, for those that are listening, um, I grew up in the church, going to church. It was a kind of a chore for me. I didn't like getting up on Sundays. I wasn't a big fan of, you know, the, the church I grew up in was like a small country church. Started going to church uh, as a kid being you know, driven to church. Some, some would use the word forced. I won't, it, you know, it's a family thing and it was great for what it was and looking back on it as an adult I appreciate it much more but yeah going through it at the time I was I thought this was awful I, I had I don't like getting up and having to sing all these old songs and you know as a kid you, you just don't know what you're really doing at the time you know as, as I grew older and got into high school and stuff like that I was still going to church I, I met my former bandmates like I said we were the youth group leading church band then we formed our own kind of rock and roll band on the side and uh, when the band split up, I, I won't lie, I went kind of my own way and went down that rock and roll lifestyle path of partying all the time and you know, live yellow and whatnot. And for the longest time, that's the way I lived my life. And up until, you know, gosh, just a few months ago, uh, maybe even six months at this point, I, you know, it's drinking whenever you want, you know, smoking whenever you want, hanging out at bars whenever you want. And not really thinking about the spiritual side of my life and always claiming to be, oh, you know, I'm kind of an old soul. I like all that stuff, you know, and having that, those connections and those conversations, but not really equating it to my own spirituality. And honestly, one day, just I was driving to 
home from work and in the, I, I just heard a voice. I, I, something I can't explain. It's hard to even talk about now because I just don't know how to explain it. Like I heard a man's voice as though it was talking directly, sitting right next to me. And I, it's hard to even describe it as a man's voice because I feel like that, that'll cause issues. Um, no, but everyone has that. I feel like everyone has a voice that resonates yeah, well with so them, right? It, it might have been my voice. You know, I, I got, mm-hmm. you know, I was so shocked by it. I was just like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? And that voice was just saying, go get a Bible, go get a Bible. And so for the past three, four, five months, I've been reading the Bible every day, spending time in sermons on YouTube uh, and just kind of diving in wholeheartedly based on the things that I did know going into it. You know, stories like Jesus telling his disciples, put down your nets and follow me. And they just put them down and go there. You know, I watched the sermon on that. I'm like, okay, man, I guess I just got to dive into this. I, you know, I, I feel like you're talking to me here. Like, like these words are directly pointed at me, even though I just randomly chose a church to follow and a sermon to put on. And that's just kind of how it's been. So it's, it's been a little bit different journey. It's been enlightening and it's strange and unusual the way that things are happening in my life since that moment. But it's all good. That's awesome. And it's really interesting how um, we kind of stray away from our spiritual paths that we were on before and kind of get led back into that. I've had my own experience like that where not necessarily very church related, even though I grew up in a Catholic church, but really kind of practiced a lot of meditations and a lot of other kind of spiritual practices as a child that I didn't realize until later on what they were because I didn't have I guess, titles to, to, or labels to, to name things, um, but really have come back around to that and same thing. And when you mentioned about the voice that you heard, that's nothing that's not familiar to me. I've definitely heard a kind of a couple of things where I'm out in nature, thoughts just start flooding in like crazy. And it's mm-hmm. just very interesting. And then before you know it, it's like, you know, look at this thing, look at that thing. And it just leads you down your path. That's the big change in my business. Um, actually was when I was out hiking with my husband and it was very nice and serene. And then a voice kind of came into me and said, you need to change your business concept. And then it was just like notes and notes and notes. I took out my phone and I had like a whole page worth of a new business plan. And I'm like, well, what just happened? Like, I don't know, but someone told me and I need to change up up some stuff. And it was, it just opened up the floodgates um, from there. And it's really, it's a really powerful experience for sure. Sure. I mean, uh, it's funny that you say that just because I mean, I was recently talking with a lawyer and I, I haven't, you know, for the second, the retail brick and mortar location, I'm just kind of looking into the licensing and it's expensive and I don't have the money. So I'm you know, looking at doing all various things that I can do. And I sat down with this lawyer. He's like, well, how are you going to get the money? You know, and, and he kind of, they, he and his partner turned down helping me right now because they're just like, you're not at a point where you really need us. And, you know, I took that as a failure, but for about a week before that, I just had the feeling that I was not, this wasn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. And for that next week, I was like, no, man, this is, this is the guy. I like this guy, is, you know, and I convinced myself that I was going to do whatever it took to keep this guy on and keep him, you know, he, he gave great advice. He, you know, he was guiding me in certain ways or certain areas that where I'm researching new things and, you know, change, like you said, changing my business plan a little bit just to have it not work out. And I was like, well, maybe I should pray about it and prayed about it. And again, all that uneasiness of him leaving or him saying, you know, you're just not at a point where you need us. Give us a call back or here's some things to work on. You know, I let it crush me. And I'm just like, now I'm just like, no, this is a building moment. This is a stepping stone. And 
I'm a little more excited about it because that guy wasn't going to be the guy that's going to work with me. It just makes me more excited for the person that is. Exactly. Opening up the doors for the person that's really meant to be <laughs> that, um, that partner or that person that you're going to kind of bring on board. And exactly. It's a lot of, of growing and um, finding that people who resonate with you want to make sure that that person is going to support you. Even having other kind of values that kind of line up that's not just on the financial aspect, but even maybe even exactly. more on the spiritual aspect that it's, it's a good indicator. And I tell people all the time, when it's the hardest moments in your life, that's when those breakthroughs are about to happen. Um, sometimes <clears throat> there's those challenges that you have to overcome and you think there's roadblock after roadblock after roadblock that comes on it. But if you really, really want something hard enough, you have to kind of face those storms. And if you weather through it, the reward is at the end. You don't get yeah. a rainbow until after the, you know, after the storm has cleared up. This isn't just kind of on a nice sunny day. You look outside and there's a rainbow. No, you have to go through all of the stormy weather and then the sun rises and that's when you see the beautiful rainbow ahead of you. Exactly. That is awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck with, you know, with whatever it may be. I definitely know that someone is going to um, help you along with your business and I'm super excited. Are you looking to having your business in the city of Detroit? Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, so let's go over like, what is one big goal that you're looking to accomplish this year? We have a couple of months left in the year. Um, either maybe this year or even thinking of 2019. The goal that I set out for myself this year was to get down to a healthy body weight. Okay. So that's also something that I believe kind of kicked in this whole spirituality is at the beginning of this year, almost like I said, nine months ago now, long before the whole voice spoke to me that I need to be reading my Bible. I went vegan. I was 238 pounds. And gosh, shortly before I moved to Chicago, I weighed in at 298 pounds. Um, or 294 pounds, excuse me. And I, you know, I was just, I've always been a bigger guy, but I knew that I was not in shape. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I could go out and hang out with friends and you know, we might wrestle around and yeah, I might be a stronger guy, but you know, I, the weight is having to shop online for clothes. It was just getting to me. It was starting to depress me. And you know, um, so I went, I, I made the choice to go plant-based. I won't use the term vegan because my leather is wall or my wallet is leather and my <laughs> shoes are leather and I don't want to offend anybody. Mostly plant-based. I struggled it, you know, at first, the first couple of months were a little bit tougher than I imagined. Um, but then it got really easy. I started using Pinterest and stuff for recipes yes. and uh, sh making shopping lists and it, it forced me to become more organized in other areas of my life. So now I'm you know, making lists of things that I got to do so that I remember to do all of them because I'm, you know, I'm a very forgetful person when you, you got a job, I got roommates, I want, you know, things done around the house or they want to hang out or, uh, you know, I got to have time for a social life or I'm working on my business. You know, at this point, it's technically two businesses that I'm working on. You know, all of that pulls me in different ways and that being able to sit at home and cook, it all pulls it together. It organizes, it, you know, it's helped organize my life. It's got me on the right path and I'm, about nine pounds now after falling back a couple pounds this week um i'm about nine pounds away from my goal weight of 185. i was gonna so, say you look amazing <laughs> i couldn't yeah. even imagine you being you. a larger weight you look absolutely yeah. amazing and i love that Thanks. you share that story um because right now i have a client too um who has been struggling to lose weight and he um and since doing like a vip day where i take him out grocery shopping tours take him um to the gym, show him how to do that, meal prepping and everything else like that. He decided that um, as he was starting a new job, he also wanted to go vegan. So he's been about a month 
um, and is at that point where it's struggling because he's just sticking with the same uh, food all the time just to make it easy, but he wants a little bit more variety. So uh, I actually just had a call with him um, yesterday and sent him over a plan to help transition him. He's doing a lot. Um, so his is more like a ketogenic, um, plant-based type of a diet doing sure. fasting. So he's doing a lot of stuff um, at him to try to um, do it, but he's, he's getting along really, really well. I always try to ease my clients into programs. So it's not like, let's tackle everything. Sure. <laughs> let's tackle everything at once. Cause you want to, you know, set someone up for success, but that is absolutely awesome that you're doing so well. What is your favorite thing to cook out of all the dishes that you probably found on Pinterest? What is like your go-to um, one? I recently came across a homemade impossible burger recipe. Okay. I like a little more work to cook these vegan burgers than yeah. I like. So I would say chili, vegan chili. Gotcha. Uh, I love chili year round and you can cook a lot of it at once and freeze it. So it makes, yes. you know, you cook one batch and freeze the rest. So, you know, for me personally, my roommates are not vegan. So even though they might have a bowl, that's not going to be a lot out of a crock pot. So I can, you know, freeze two weeks worth of chili servings and, you know, have one at a time. And so I, I would say chili. Yeah. That's my probably my favorite thing to make in bulk. I have a, sweet potato chili and when I'm doing it for a lot of my vegan clients I'll do it without the meat and then when I'm doing it for myself or some of my family members I'll throw in a little bit of turkey but that's probably a signature dish of mine especially in the winter and like you said that and pasta are really easy to because I throw a whole bunch of vegetables in my pasta sauce I like to do some big batches and then like you said throw them in the freezer take them out um, for the pasta and all you got to do is just whip up that um, the actual pasta and then you have the sauce and it's pretty much makes it easy for anyone in my family. They don't have to worry about it. Just like, just take it out the freezer and would throw it into a, um, a pot, heat it up and throw some pasta on the side. And there you go. It's a pretty simple, simple thing to do. They can't, it's idiot proof, right? Yep. 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 I'm, I'm pretty basic when it comes to food. So I, I you know, I, it doesn't take a lot to please me. Chili, I could eat chili every day for two weeks and be happy. That's awesome. So I, I love the fact that you made that um, that big change. So it's not just the spiritual change, but then you also made the healthy lifestyle change too. Right. I mean, like I said, when I lived in Chicago, I lost, gosh, I lost 80 pounds my first year in Chicago. And oh, I got wow. down to, you know, just over two, 200 for the first time since my junior high year. And that was great. But then after I could never get past that 210. My diet wasn't changing. I was still sucking down sodas every day at work, eating whatever I wanted and thinking, oh, I bike at 14 miles each way to work every day, five days a week. Because, you know, I'm getting enough exercise. I can do this. But I still wasn't happy. And now I'm at a point where I'm just not eating the things that make me feel like garbage. Yes. Uh, so that energy is there. I'm more, I'm a little more active in conversation because I'm not, you know, depressed from the things that are in my body, they, people don't understand that they, they do affect you just like long-term, you know, abuse of drugs or alcohol. It has a wear and tear on your body and your, and your psyche. Who does the same thing if you over abuse it? So, um, that's just one thing I've really, really noticed, you know, people hear that all the time, I'm sure. And they, they don't take it apart. Like, you know, when you're stuffing grease down in your, in, in your mouth every day and it's sitting and it's like you, you get depressed and you watch some of these documentaries and you can see these people go through that depression. And uh, I watched one recently 
I don't want to. I don't want to shout out something that uh, shouldn't be shouting out. Here. Yeah. Well, it's, it was a YouTube thing. Uh, I don't know where it aired originally, but it was a documentary about an hour long. I think it was called uh, "From Fit to Fat and Back." Yep, exactly. It was, where it was a trainer who um, who pretty yeah. much decided to eat a whole bunch of junk food for a year, gain all this weight, and then get off yep. of all the junk food. Yep, I remember that one. Yep. And when he gets to that point and his eating and his weight gain and he's like at that peak and he starts going through that depression that's the one time in the that documentary i was like man that is really how it's like except i was a size 44 a 2xl t-shirt i had to shop online for jeans underwear shoes and then at that point you know it's so depressing when you go into a store and you there's nothing on the rack that you can there's so many people dealing with that struggle and that it's like if you would just make the choice to eat healthy you know, the energy to do the workouts and stuff like that will come later. Like, you know, that's, that was my exactly. biggest fear. I hate working out. I hate it. I kind of enjoy going to the gym now because, you know, muscles are starting to come through and show. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to get that, ooh, I look good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, that's something I've never had or experienced. I mean, I've, I've, I'm not a bad looking guy, but, you know, now <laughs> when I, pushing 300 pounds and depressed, you know, that energy shows and, you know, it's like, man, I can't get a date. Well, now I'm girlfriend leaving me numbers. So, <laughs> this good. Yeah, this is, I, I love it. I can't, there's nothing about it that I would complain about, you know, it's healthy. And like I said, I'm not perfect. I go through like a week or two where I'm like, eh, I could eat some chicken wings today. I've been cooking for two months. You know, like I'm, nobody's perfect but it's the making effort and continuing to make the effort i've had this conversation with even my parents who are like wow you know it's looking great i'm like yeah, if you just change your start somewhere even if you only go healthy once a week twice a week exactly start somewhere and i think you'll notice that you know wow i lost five pounds this week that's crazy you're pretty much saying everything that i tell all my clients all the time um because i do a lot of nutrition and the exercise but for people even like my in-laws or people who I know who hate the exercise. I mean, a lot of people, they, they don't like to exercise and I right. don't blame them. I mean, I'm, I'm a fitness coach, so I, it's kind of in my blood. I'm always working out even on the days I don't want to work out. I'm teaching people how to work out. So I'm still doing some form of a movement, but I let people know, like you can make such progress just by changing up your, your diet. And it doesn't have to be a 180. Like that's unrealistic to go from, right eating a whole bunch of crap food to all of a sudden, like you have a clean plate. People do that for a short period of time. They could do it for maybe a month, um, maybe two, and then they, you know, drive down the street, they see a fast food restaurant, and next thing you know, they're over there eating hamburgers, french fries, whatever it may be, and everything yeah. goes out the window. But if you make small changes, as if you are drinking pop and you say, okay, instead of me having this two liter a day, which I know people who drink a two liter um, a day, I'm going to have half and then I'm going to go down to less than that. And then maybe I'm going to have one every other day and then, you know, whatever it may be before you get to the point where you wean yourself off and you start drinking more water. Um, you start drinking other like lower calorie beverages, teas, whatever it may be. Then from there, you know, once you get about 28 days or 30 days of it out of your system, your taste buds change every two weeks. So all you yeah. need is good, like a good month, and it's completely out of your system. On top of that, you're going to feel better because you're not going to have to rely on the caffeine from the pop or all that sugar, which is going to bring, I mean, sugar and caffeine is pretty much brings you up really high and then drops you down super low. So it's not really advantageous for you to, to do that. But then 
saying that, okay, next month I'm going to tackle something else. And that's pretty much how I changed my whole diet and lifestyle is that as I went from eating really unhealthy, like going from an eating disorder, anorexia, to incorporating more food and ended up being in college, eating all the, the junk food, of course, freshman 15 hit. I just took it slow when I started to eliminate some of the toxins out of my diet. It was like, all right, how can I not only like, it was coffee is where it came from, like Starbucks coffee. I'm like, I'm spending $5 on Starbucks coffee a day. Like this is, this is a very unhealthy, very expensive habit. I need to cut back on at least, at least one. I was having like one or two of those a day. And it was like those caramel macchiatos. And I'm like, these are amazing tasting but they're not good for me and it's not good for my pocketbook. And being a broke out of college student, I had to cut those back. And that was my New Year's resolution is that I just cut them back. And then I think Lent came around and I decided, I'm like, okay, great. I got 40 days. Let me find something else to cut and cut back on. So every couple of months, I just started slowly eliminating something out of my diet to the point where um, I think of Lent was like no fast food. And so I'm like, all right, I'm not doing any fast food. Now I maybe will eat it every once in a while when I'm traveling with my husband. And there's like those places that are, I call them food deserts where there's really nothing healthy around yeah. because there's yeah. the country that you drive through and you're like, there's not even a subway here. <laughs> so then you're trying to go to the like fast food restaurant and I've gone to McDonald's and I'm like, I want your grilled chicken sandwich, but I just want the chicken breast. <laughs> with the side of a salad and people are like, what? I'm like, yeah, I just want the, the salad <laughs> and then you're Wrap doing it up. chicken sandwich, but I don't want any of the stuff that's actually on the sandwich <laughs> besides the chicken breast. And I'll put yep. that onto the salad. Like you're trying to piecemeal a meal together and they're like, well, do you want the French fries? I'm like, no, that defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> so yeah, I'll say we're fortunate that we live in a large city where vegan options or vegetarian options are becoming a thing and very popular. Yes, definitely. Um, the only thing is like, it's funny now we have vegetarian. So people who do go on the vegan and the vegetarian, they still have like the Coney Islands that are popping up that are vegan Coney Islands. And I'm like, oh, like great step in the right direction, but it's still junk food. <laughs> so right, right. just because it's like vegan uh, chili dog and, uh, and French fries does not necessarily mean that it's still still a healthy option. Processing not great for you. Exactly. So I do like that. I was talking to a couple of my friends that live out in California, like, oh, yeah, but you're getting a little bit more vegan options. I'm like, yeah, we are. But then we also have like the, the junk food vegan. Um, so yeah. I tell people all the time, like, yeah, you can have a vegan chocolate cake, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the healthiest thing to have. And you should right. probably not have it on a daily basis either. Exactly. You don't want to eat vegan chocolate cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes. <laughs> And I love it. Like I even had um, some clients when you're talking about the recipes, I remember giving out like a really healthy breakfast cookie option. And the recipe was like, you know, the calories and everything is for one cookie. One of my friends was like, I'm not losing any weight. And I'm like, well, what's going on? She's like, well, I keep eating these breakfast cookies and I'm not losing any weight. And I'm like, well, how many are you eating? She's like, I'm eating like four of them a day. I'm like, you, you realize that the 75 calories <laughs> was for one, <laughs> not for four. <laughs> I'm like, okay, a little bit. Uh, yeah, she's like, oh, I thought it was for like the whole batch of 12. I was like, yeah, that would be amazing. But realistically, <laughs> no, <laughs> doesn't really work out that way. Uh, exactly. So let me ask you a couple of quick fire questions. Um, I know you're big into, let's, let me ask you a, a little bit. Usually I ask um, a question about coffee or tea and we can answer that one. But 
out of all of, since you own a beverage company, what is your favorite beverage? Would you say like beer or spirits or? Uh, it's always been beer since I got into this industry. I am a certified beer server through the Cicerone program. Gosh, the older I get and like the taste buds changing, especially with my diet, I've been really getting into cocktails lately. Okay. Um, but I would honestly say I'm an avid coffee drinker above anything. I drink coffee, almost an entire pot of coffee to myself every morning or every day Ooh. when I wake up. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it, like I said, it's, you say you get up at 5.30 in the morning, there was at least one night within the last two weeks that I didn't even get home till five o'clock in the morning from work. So you know, that, that schedule kind of being off and then having to try to open and start a business with normal business hour people like getting up and doing a podcast or something like that yes is, can be a little rough and coffee with coffee has been saving grace every morning <laughs> i i and definitely awesome. understand that we're like on opposite schedules and um my day starts as early as 5 30 in the morning sometimes 4 30 and it used to go until about eight o'clock at night so um, I would rely on a little bit of that caffeine too to get me sure. through the day so that my last client in the day is not looking at me like, um, hello? <laughs> and then right. early in the morning, I tell people all the time in class like, all right, I've had a very long day uh, yesterday, so I might not know the difference between my right and my left or my hand and my foot, but just bear with me and we're going to get through this workout. Um, your favorite type of exercise, I know you said that you're not big into exercise, but have you found something that you enjoy doing as far as, I'll say movement. Let's, let's change the word. Movement. Biking? Uh, uh, yep. I like to, I've got a nice piece of road bike that I bought while I was in Chicago and like so you move there and you don't need a car. So yeah. uh, we have great public transit for the days when you can't ride, but other than that, you can ride pretty much nine months a year, uh, all sorts of trails and bike paths on the street and it's a lot of fun so I got really into that and I still really enjoy doing that my roommates and I we we have Sunday fun day almost every every week and we like to you know bike down to different restaurants in the area and stuff like that and it's always been one of my favorite things to do whether, whether it's by myself we, we bike around Belle Isle and stuff like that and kind of bike around the city I've got one roommate that's been looking at a house so we've been biking around the uh, so you're looking at houses and stuff like that and it's been great like you know biking is probably easily my favorite I recently sparked an interest in mountain biking, but I was going to ask you that. Do you do mountain biking? Uh, I don't, and I'm scared. <laughs> Just to be honest with you, uh, I've only been mountain biking one time in my life, and it was at what I would say is probably a pretty novice trail, and it scared me to death. So I don't know if it's something I that would just be exciting and something I could conquer, or if I'd get out there and just kind of be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah, my husband is a um, a biker, so he has road bike. He's a triathlete, so he does um, road biking a lot. But this is now his fall season, so everything is um, pretty much trails. Like this weekend, he's doing um, I think a a trail marathon called um, Dances with Dirt, or it's like a a relay kind of thing. Um, but he sure. typically would do a lot of um, a lot of mountain biking, like, like a crap ton. Um, so for him, he really enjoys. That it, it is scary. I would say it's scary because um, there's been many of times where he has come home and he loves his bike so much that he will fall on the side with all the gears and stuff, and he'll come home with like his whole left leg just scraped up, pretty much from his butt all the way to his knee, like a big old massive scrape on the side. And the first time he came home with that, I was like panicking. The second time, I think my mom called me and he was like, 
She's like, Matt came home with this. And I'm like, eh, it's normal. <laughs> like, this, this happens about four or five times a season. It's, it's pretty normal. And he cracks me up because he's like, my legs hurt. I'm like, well, if you stop falling, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> if you were just a better biker. <laughs> yeah, if you were a better biker, you wouldn't have this issue. <laughs> and like, if you keep falling on the same side, that's typically what ends up happening is that your body just keeps on <laughs> getting injured. So another question I have, do you, are you into books? Yeah. Do you have yeah. a favorite book or a book that you just recently read that you would recommend? Uh, I definitely recommend reading your Bible. Okay. <laughs> uh, there are various, what did I just pick up? I was at the bookstore yesterday, actually. I, I went to King Books in Detroit oh. for the first time. Awesome. I've is, never been there yet. It's oh haunted. My God. Have, you, have you gone to, have you seen the little haunted areas? No, I went to all four floors. Nobody said anything about it being haunted. Too. Next time you go in, I think it's the fourth floor. It's supposed to be haunted. Maybe it'll be like even more spooky in, the, in um, October. That's where they put all the Catholic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that where all the Catholic uh, stuff is located? It really, it really is. It really is. Yeah. See, I don't know. But you gotta, like, I just make maybe, maybe it's like a haunted nun or a priest up there or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, they have all the uh, like Bible study stuff on the first floor and uh, I was looking for specifically Johnny Cash's autobiography. I don't know why. I just, I've always wanted to read that and haven't. And it wasn't there, unfortunately. But I heard uh, that was I good. Up, again, heard it was good from a lot of people. So uh, I picked up The Book of Guys yesterday by Garrison Keillor. Okay. And then I haven't started reading that yet. Garrison Keillor, if you're unaware, has, has always had a Saturday night show on am radio and my dad always used to listen to it and it's one of those he's got one of those radio voices that anytime i hear it, i'm like oh it's garrison keeler uh keep this on he tells great stories or you know it's just something from my childhood that i've always enjoyed so i knew yeah. it was an author i was like oh, i'll pick up one of his books i got a couple of them here and this one looks funny and relatable to me so we'll see so no i actually bought my roommate a bible yesterday at king books and then bought the method which is like a contemporary version of it for me so that's what i what i'm diving into lately and what i've been reading and like i said spending a lot of time on because I, mean, I, I got a lot of work to do <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's awesome do you have a favorite like affirmation or positive quote that uh, motivational quote uh off the top of my head no not something yeah. that i live by or anything like that all right what about a um, favorite healthy snack the bulk section of kroger has these cinnamon sugar almonds that are on point i'm about to every write time that. i get stop if you if you're not shopping the bulk section at kroger on 12 mile okay <laughs> so cinnamon sugar almonds oh they're they're amazing Awesome. I've been on like this. Uh, I keep in the pantry and anytime I need a snack, I'm like, yeah, I'll just eat some almonds real quick. Yeah, I've been on a nut kit too. Um, macadamia nuts. Uh, Costco has their Kirkland brand sea salted or dry roasted sea salted macadamia nuts. I was at a, um, event. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh my goodness. I spent $50 on some freaking macadamia nuts last week. Like, cause okay. the Costco, the Costco that nearby me, the one in, um, Madison Heights, they ran out and when I went to go look for the guy, he was like, oh yeah, you missed him by a week. So I was at the one um, on Telegraph in West Bloomfield or Bloomfield Hills or whatever. And just happened to drive by there just to get these freaking nuts. And they had a whole bunch of them. So I was like, I was loading up as if it was Y2K. <laughs> and I walked up and the lady's like, it would be $50. And the, the lady behind me was like, what? She just bought nuts. And I'm like, yeah, it's an unhealthy obsession. <laughs> 
It's a very but, unhealthy obsession. No, I mean, like I said, I, my roommate put me on this. There's this peanut brittle that Kroger sells. There's this, they got all sorts of goodies for vegans in that bulk food section. They got uh, all natural gummy bears, gummy worms. So I've been, oh, they're made out of like carrot juice and stuff like that. Oh my uh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, they're all and natural. And I was like, man, you're going to kill me. I'm going to sit here and bring home a bag this big of gummy bears. I have to avoid the gummy bears because honestly, truth be told, in college, that's what got me through college, which is probably where the freshman 15 kind of went to. Um, because Myers, yep. had, Myers, I went to Michigan State and Myers was not too far. I could take a bus to go over there. Um, and they would have a bulk food section also. I knew the code um, for the bulk food for the gummy bears. I got so great because there's, you know, certain colors that I liked a little bit more. So I got really great with a little scoop to like scoop out. I had like a technique to scoop out all the colors and make sure I didn't get the orange or the yellows because I didn't really like them, but it was always like Christmas colors, the red, the white, and the green. I love the most. And I had yeah. a pound. I would go through a pound of these things in a week. And especially for finals week, I would probably go about to two to three pounds of gummies in a week. And I would tell myself, like, all right, if you study for like an hour, you get to have like this bowl of gummy bears. And if you study for another, I mean, that's what motivated me to get through freaking college. And now I have not had gummies, I would say probably in six months, but it's a very unhealthy. But there's an all natural option out See, there for i you. know but then the thing is, is as soon as i get it i'm it's it's one of those things it's my trigger food it's you know one of those things that's your trigger food that the moment you get it you're like all right i gotta have more <laughs> when, I, when i was uh when i was writing my business plan you know, the, the first time i sat down i was like okay i'm actually gonna just i started going to the library right and just picking up all these business planning books and i'd read through them and i'd you know type out this part of my plan and then you know, consult the next book and be like okay this next section you know, look like this or should I read another book and you know, that's how I did my business plan for all the entire summer I just read books and modified my plan according to how this one looked or how this one had this stuff in it and this one didn't uh but right in my desk I'd have a big account all family size bag of peanut M&Ms and that was my trigger food and I was I would just sit here and type and write on this computer and write at this desk and sit here and type okay I got got my peanuts yeah. I'm good and just all day there'd be a, the bag would be ripped wide open and I'm just sitting there open the desk not even yeah not even looking at them and you don't pay day. attention it's really no, it's really bad like I, I never family size bag of M&M's yeah like chocolate was never that was never my thing like I know a lot of ladies are like oh when I work with plants like don't give up my chocolate I'm like I can care less about the chocolate it's the, right. it's the gummies and I, I had a friend who um sweetest fish was another thing I had a friend in college um, he had sweetest fish. His mom would buy like the big um, bulk things of sweetest fish all the time. And I would like go down there almost on a daily basis to kind of like pop into his dorm room. We stayed in the same dorm. And I'm like, hey, I just want to you know, come by and say hi. And he would just be like, um, after a while, he noticed that I was coming by to grab like a handful of sweetest fish. <laughs> and he called me. He was like, um, Stephanie. I appreciate you coming by every couple of days, but I noticed that my sweetest fish is getting very low. And I'm like, pretty oh, sure you're using me for my fish. I'm pretty much using you for your fish. Like, I was like, I have no other reason to kind of come around. I mean, we've been friends since, since um, high school. And I'm like, I, I have no other reason, I mean, to come by every two days besides the fact that you had a whole big old thing of sweetest fish. And, you know, so I tell a lot of guys, I'm like, if you, when I, I was dating, I'm like, if you want to win me, you got to, 
buy me a whole bunch of, of gummies and then I pretty much would fall in love with you. <laughs> so, do you remember when grocery stores had just an aisle of like, I remember Meyer used to have one side, it was like dog food, cat food, all sorts of pet stuff on one side in bulk. And then on the other side was nothing but candy. Yes. Uh, dried fruits and nuts and stuff like that. And yes. just like the, not unlike the section they had there at Kroger, but I mean, massive. Like a whole aisle. Uh, a whole yeah. aisle. That's where okay. I got my stuff. My gummy bears in college. It was a whole freaking aisle of this stuff. Yep. And now, I don't, does Meyer even have a bulk section anymore? They, what they did is they went from that to like packaging up the items. Um, so okay. instead of having, and maybe it's for like, yeah, it's probably for thing. like for quality control and also, you know, for sanitary reasons. Uh, you you definitely find a lot of high school, we'd walk down. Yeah, those tickets. Yep, we'd walk down and say, okay, I could have a gummy, and uh, it's not stealing; it's just one, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, my friends and I, we used to, just, I mean, where I grew up, South Lansing, there was little farm town with not much to do if you weren't having a bonfire that weekend. So we'd walk to Meyer just to run into friends and see what was going on. Obviously, this was the days before Facebook and all that. Was that uh, the one in we'll, Alchemist? Uh, the one in Mason, actually. Okay. I was uh, there, like, the Alchemist one, we were like this. <laughs> yep. I'll say that's that Michigan State coming out right there. Yep. <laughs> uh, I used to work in uh, East Lansing. That's the first where I got my start in the liquor industry was at Tom's party store and he's playing things so oh cool cool right, so right. Yeah, we, we definitely have some some connections back then um so last question i have for you and then we'll wrap this all up your favorite place or uh, one place that you always want to visit um and why if you could visit like money was not an option you can go anywhere in the world that you want to go hmm. where is it that you would like to go to and why i would like to go probably to germany oh or somewhere in the European area of Germany. Uh, I've always been a big kind of World War II history buff. I, I don't want to say fanatic, but that might sound bad. <laughs> um, but I, I've always found that war fascinating and just to kind of go over there. My dad went over to Poland and Russia and all that during his college years. And he says it was awesome just, just to kind of see an experience. I've always wanted to as well. And, now that I'm older and into the beer industry, Germany obviously has a big beer history or a long beer history and being right next to or near France and Belgium and all that. Those are also two kind of meccas for the beer and wine industry. So I would love to go there and just kind of. Sounds like a business trip. <laughs> see what it is. Eventually, yeah. business make money to afford business trips. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm actually, I think I'm, my husband is planning on doing a trip to ski trip. So he does like an annual ski trip. And I think this is his 10th annual one. And they're looking at going to the Austrian um, Alps and had asked me, he's like, would you like to go to Germany and um, like Vienna and a couple other spots? And I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. like in the winter. And I'm like, eh, maybe <laughs> I don't, I don't do well with cold, cold months. So I'm like, part of me says yes, and the other part of me says, oh, it's going to be really cold, and I don't know. Okay, is it as cold as over here? I don't know. Like, all the photos are pretty icy, so I'm not quite sure. I've only <laughs> gone on one other of his um, his ski trips, and that was when we went to Banff, and that was a place, because I'm like, I just always wanted to go, and I'm like, I don't care. You're taking me. I don't care if any of you otherwise are not going. I'm going, sure. um, but this one, he definitely wants me to go for the experience and it's beautiful, but every photo I'm looking at, even like every single photo, I haven't even seen one that was in the summertime. 
So I'm guessing it's comb. Maybe it's not, but I gotta do my research on, on that one. Um, I will definitely be bundled up looking like uh, Eskimo, probably walking around. But I will let you know my, um, if, you know, if we go out there, I'll let you know some really great spots to check out for sure. That would be great. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I've got a friend that just came back and she was like, man, I could, I could live there. Oh. So that made me more excited to try and save up some money and just go. Yeah, I know a couple people who lived there. One was in the automotive industry, was out there for quite a while. Um, and then one of my friends, her brother, is stationed out there right now. Okay, I'll say one of my uncles was stationed out there, and that's where I think both of my cousins from him were born and raised for the first couple of years of their lives before they moved back here to the States. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. So now you guys want to go visit. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I would love to go to there's a there's been a video circulating online lately that I've, that I've come across a couple of times of Switzerland and the mountains in certain areas where there's like rolling hills but also mountains looks awesome. I would love to go see something like that. Obviously, mountains you just, we just don't see mountains being around here, and I've only seen mountains from afar twice in my life. So yeah, uh, I love mountains. To be all of that, and you know, like I said, I'm not. As much as I love biking and stuff like that, I've never gotten involved in or had any friends that took me hiking or anything like that. So that's something I would like to experience is hiking through some mountains. Yes. Oh, it's it's a very serene um, experience seeing the wildlife and um, everything else. We've recently went to Boulder area and um, was out by Rocky National um, Park this past summer, and it's absolutely beautiful. We got a little bit dangerously close to a moose, <clears throat> like really <laughs> almost dangerously close to a moose because moose are very territorial and they will stomp on you. Um, so we were walking right. and one like crossed our path and like stopped dead in the path where we were supposed to be walking to and looked at us. And I'm like, uh, my first reaction was like, walk backwards, walk backwards, run. <laughs> um, but it was, it was definitely one of those things where I'm like, I might not survive if this moose decides to come trampling at me. And it's possible, scary. right? Oh, it's yeah. So we stayed there for probably like 20 minutes before we decided that it was a good idea to like proceed forward just to be on the safe side. When we saw all the people coming the opposite direction, we're like, all right, cool, we're good. Because if they didn't, if the moose didn't kill them, then we're like, we're good to, we're good to get them. Oh, sure. <laughs> you hear my dogs in the background? <laughs> They're hollering. No, I hear them now. Well, I guess that's a good time to wrap this whole thing up. My dogs are howling. Yeah, right? I've never heard my dogs howl like that. But thank you, Kyle, so much for coming on to the show. How can people thank follow you? you? Uh, you can hit me personally on Instagram at Motor City Beer Gut or on Twitter with the same uh, handle. You can follow Rock City Beverage Company on Instagram, Facebook. It's just Rock City Bev. Um, and then I'll be launching the new social media for the retail brick and mortar shortly, hopefully, with if all comes together. Awesome. So we'll get all that information for you, and I'll put it into the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I really, really appreciate that. Um, and so I'm for looking me. forward to, like, let me know when you open up your actual storefront. I really sure. want to do that. Maybe you and I can go hiking this fall around this area it's not going to be as like picturesque as hiking through some mountains but there's really are some oh really you'd be surprised there's yeah. some great here yeah there's some really great uh, like hiking trails. Trails around here so 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you have to share the road bike. with mountain bikers, though. So you have to make sure that, like, you're keeping your eyes open, making sure that no one's coming up behind you, knocking you over on a mountain bike. Right, right. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been nice. I like the conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. And then you guys tune in next week for another episode of Love Your Life Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning into Love Your Life Podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode. Don't forget to like, comment, and follow our sponsors, Scribed, unlimited audio and ebooks for $8.99 a month, and Rocky's Natural Body Products. Use the link in the show notes to sign up.